This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. No man is declared righteous by what he did, by carrying out, he's not justified by anything he did according to the law in the sight of God. He said, is it evidence? This is big. The just, those who have been justified, those who have been declared righteous, they live by faith in what Jesus did to make them righteous. Calling all radical women. It's that time again to celebrate an infinite God who declares your worth. Join Pastor Taffy Dollar, Dr. D.B. Freeman, Laura Pickett, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and special musical guests Miranda Curtis, Demita Chandler, and Todd Delaney. Register today at taffydollar.org. your Bibles tonight, go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 3. And uh, as I said on Sunday, there's a lot of stuff that I really did not want to talk about this past Sunday. I really wanted to wait until I got here because this is so mind-boggling radical. I could not wait to get to the crew so we can work this thing all out, amen? Now, it, it, may be, it may be one of the most radical things I've ever said or seen in the Bible. Um, and so I'm, I'm gonna take it kind of slow. I'm only gonna give you so much tonight, and we're just gonna take it line by line, and, 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 and this is, this is, uh, it, it's life-changing. It, it's, it's, it's done something to me. Uh, I, I preached it to Taffy this morning, and, and she was like, ooh, you gonna say that? I said, yeah. So let's, let's get into this. I, I, the title is pretty long, but it really kind of describes what we're gonna talk about. So I call this tonight, Are You of the Works of the Law, or are you of faith? Are you of the works of the law, of the works of the law, or are you of faith? Now, I got into this, I was talking about Jesus the administrator, you know, we were talking about moral law, and, and I, I bumped into this kind of by mistake, trying to figure out how is Jesus defining great faith. And so let's begin in Galatians chapter 3, and let's look at verses 9 through 14 and milk it just for a moment here. Galatians 3, 9 through 14. He says in verse 9, So then, they which are of faith. 
on the line of faith. So there, and that's the question we need to answer tonight. Are you of faith or are you of the works of the law? He says, so then they which are be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham or blessed with believing Abraham, faithful Abraham. It's like an addition to his name, faithful Abraham, like doubting Thomas. Faithful Abraham is what he is saying. And verse 10, he says, for as many as are of the works of the law. Now watch this. Those who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. But then those which are of the works of the law are under the curse. Now, we got to find out, are we of the works of the law? Because if you are of the works of the law, he says you're under the curse. For it is written, curses everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law, watch this, to do them. So under the law, it is all about what to do. Under the law, it's w about what to do. You're under the curse, curses everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do those things that are in the book of the law. So it's demands from the law to do. Now, verse 11, but that no man is justified, no man is justified or declared righteous by the law. So everybody in here who got born again, you are the righteousness of God. You did not become righteous by something you did, right? Your righteousness occurred as a result of your faith in what Jesus did. It is not, your, it is not what you did. So he says nobody, no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Now let me break it a little bit more. No man is declared righteous by what he did, by carrying out, he's not justified by anything he did according to the law in the sight of God. He said it is evidence, this is big, the just, those who have been justified, those who have been declared righteous, they live by faith in what Jesus did to make them righteous. The just live by faith in what Jesus did to make them righteous. You're not justified by what you do. You are justified by, your, by, by how you believe. You're not justified by what you do. You're justified in how you believe and who you believe. You're justified because you believe what Jesus has done. You, you're not justified because of what you do. Is there, if, does everybody understand that, right? All right, go to verse 12. And the law is not of faith. The law, the law always involves doing something. The law, in order to get good, under the law, you have to be good. In order to get bad, under the law, you got to be bad. The law requires you to do something to get it. And this is what he says, the law is not of faith. Why? Because the law requires you to do something. 
The law is not of faith. It requires you to do something. So I, I'm thinking like, what happens to the people in church who are living by the law, living by the Ten Commandments? And, and notice the law is all about demands, demands. It's a conditional covenant. It says, if you do this, then you'll get blessed. If you do that, then this will happen. Then the law turns around and says, and if you don't do it, you'll be cursed. And if you don't do it. So the law is all about having to do something to get something. And then if you don't do something, then you, you get your curse. It, it's every action now comes as a result of what you do or don't do. Every result comes as a result of what you do or don't do. If you understand that, say amen. And the law is not a faith. So, so it, you can't have faith in what you do. You can't have faith in what you do. Because <laughs> yeah. the law is not a faith. What you do is not a faith. Wow. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. The law, you'll live in the law. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us. Now this is important. Christ has re delivered, redeemed us, paid the ransom for us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. So now notice what Christ has done, that the blessing of Abraham might come on Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So we're blessed, we're blessed because Jesus delivered us from the curse of the law. Say out loud, I'm blessed because of Jesus. I'm blessed because of Jesus. All right, now, now say that again, but wait, wait, wait. I want you to say that again, I want you to listen to what you said. All right, say that again. Okay, now, why are you blessed? Now, think about this. What if I came to you and said, I'm blessed because I have been good enough. You, you see the distinction here? When you just said, I'm blessed because of Jesus, does that require faith? When you say, I'm blessed because I've been good enough, does that require faith? No, because you're saying I'm blessed because of what I did. And I deserve to be blessed because of what I did. But over here you're saying I'm blessed because I have faith in what Jesus did. You follow me? Okay, good deal, good deal. Now, let's go to Romans 4.14. Romans 4.14. This is the law, living under the law by Moses involves if you do. It involves doing. Living under the grace by Jesus involves believing. Living under the law involves doing something to get something. Living under the faith by Jesus involves believing what he has done. And by your believing, things happen. That's not hard to understand, is it? Right? You got that? But now you have to be sitting here thinking, just like I did, I spent most of my life as a Christian under the law, doing this in order to get that. Doing that in order to get that. Okay? Something about my makeup just couldn't resolve that the New Testament was not about that. The New Testament was about believing. I'm going to show you at the end of the sermon today, the teaching today, I'm going to show you Jesus said, only believe. And we still won't take that advice. We're still trying to do something else except only believe. 
All right, now, read verse 14 out loud with me. Ready, read. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. That is strong. So if, you're, if you are of the law, then faith is made void. If you are of the law, then faith is made void. What does it mean when something's void? It's not effective. It's vain. It's useless. So if you, if you are of the law, faith is useless. If you are of the law, faith is vain. If you are of the law, faith has no effect. And how do you know if you are of the law? You are of the law if you believe you have to do it in order to get something. In order to be blessed, you got to do something. In order to be, get God's goodness, you got to do something. And we've raised up what I call performance-based Christianity. And performance-based Christianity is all about you have to do something to get something from God. Or it means you have to do something to deserve something. In other words, you think if I do this, then I deserve to get it because of my doing. Because of my doing. Now, I'm getting ready to go against the entire architectural structure of the church. Are you ready? Yes. Do you understand? Are you, do you understand what I just said? What I just said, it's, it's pretty clear if you understand this message of grace, right? Law voids faith. Man. So if you're living under the law and you're living as I described, faith ain't going to work because you, the way you're living voids it out. Because under the law, it's real simple. Do it, get blessed. Don't do it, get cursed. No faith required. Law voids faith. Now, faith and rule keeping as a mean to relate to God, faith and rule keeping as a means of relating to God are in direct opposition to each other. They are mutually exclusive. Faith and rule keeping, as I'm, I'm talking about as it relates to God, faith in God or rule keeping to God, as it relates, it's completely opposite of one another. It's, it's mutually exclusive, it is incompatible, it is unable to exist together in harmony. Faith and rule keeping won't harmonize. Faith and rule-keeping are incompatible. Faith and rule-keeping are mutually exclusive. Wow. All right, now, let's go to this next point. So if we choose to rule, if we choose rule-keeping, if we choose the rule route, we have to do it 100% or else. If you choose to say, well, no, I'm going to keep the rules, my relationship with God is going to involve me keeping the rules, then you're going to have to be 100% in keeping the rules. Somebody says, how would you say that? You remember James chapter, I believe it was 2 and 10? He says, if you violate in one area, then you're guilty of the whole thing. So if you're going to get involved in rule keeping, you've got to keep 100% 
of all of the rules. And when we're talking about the law, there's 613 laws. You got to keep 100% of those of those laws. So if you get, if your relationship with God, if, if you're going to relate to God through rule keeping, it's not going to be any good to keep one or two. Because James chapter 2.10 says, violate in just one, you're guilty of them all. I don't want a relationship like that. But I thought that was the only way we could relate with God is to keep, keep the rules. Now, those who are of faith are blessed, according to the scripture we just read, with believing Abraham or with faithful Abraham. And I told you that was like the title of his name. Versus those who are of the works of the law are under the curse. So if you're of faith, you're blessed with faithful Abraham and the blessing. If you are of the works of the law, you are under the curse. You are empowered to fail. Now, Paul didn't say we are cursed because we break the law. Paul said those of us that are of the law are under the curse. He didn't say you're under the curse because you break the law. He says you're under the curse because you're of the law. I, I, I think I'm, I may need to go a little practical here. You're not under the curse because you broke it. You're not under the curse because you couldn't keep one or two of them. You're under the curse because you are of it. You live by it. You, you are, you're under the curse because you are convinced that I have to do something in order to deserve it. Does that make sense now? Now, I had to make sure that everybody's on that platform. Because what I'm about to show you is, 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 is I'm going to illustrate everything I said to you by taking some practical things that we do. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18 in verse 21. Are we still on this journey together? Proverbs 18 and 21. Now, this is how we're going to illustrate this. I'm going to use confession to show you what I'm talking about. All right, read verse, read verse uh, 21 out loud together. Ready? Read. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How many of you are familiar with that scripture? Okay, basically, what is he talking about? How important your confession is, right? Okay. And he says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So confession is pretty important. Now, if we see this verse of Scripture through the eyes of the law, if we see what we just read, death and life is in the power of tongues, they that love it shall eat the fruit. If we look at this through the eyes of the law, and what do I mean by looking at it through the eyes of the law? If you look at this from the perspective of, I've got to do something. All right, now listen to this carefully. If we see Proverbs 18, 21 through the eyes of the law, we will believe that our words will be more powerful than what Christ has done. Through the eyes of the law, we believe our words are more powerful than what Christ has already done. We believe that our confessions are more powerful than what Christ has done if we look at through, through, the, through the law. So if you do that, if you believe that your words are more powerful than what Christ has done for you, you are still a part of what I call the merit system. 
the merit system is simply um, it's a state or a fact of deserving. You, you're saying that my words are so important because if I don't have good confession, then I don't deserve life. And if I have bad confessions, then I deserve death. And so it's still the merit system. It's still the system of you got to do something to deserve something. Still on, on that basis of merit. Now, the question tonight is, am I blessed because I made a positive confession? Or am I blessed because Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law? No, 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 just think, just think, just think. Am I blessed because I made a positive confession? Or am I blessed because Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law? You see, you see what's happening? I think I'm blessed because I did something. I made a positive confession, therefore I'm, therefore I'm blessed. I am blessed because of what the merit system. I'm blessed because I made a positive confession instead of I'm blessed because Jesus has delivered me from the curse of the law. If you understand that, say amen. amen. Now, when I believe that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, when I really believe that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, guess what's going to happen? I will speak that. I will speak what I believe. When I believe that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, because you're thinking I'm going to say, well, don't, don't, confessions aren't important. No, no, no. You're trying to confess something to get something to happen instead of believing what Jesus has already made happen and believe it. And by believing it, you're eventually going to speak what you believe. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13. I know. We've been raised up under the law. And so we say, I got to make positive confessions in order to get blessed. Instead of believing that Jesus has already blessed me and I believe that, watch what happens when I believe. He says, we have in the same spirit of faith. Now look at what he calls the spirit of faith, according as it is written. Look at what he calls the spirit of faith. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So watch what happens when you're of faith. I believe that I'm already blessed. Watch what happens. Now I'm going to speak it. Because I am now speaking what I believe. So, when we say faith is acting out on the word, am I acting out to try to make the word happen? Or is faith my response to what Jesus has already made happen? Hmm. See, what most people do is, I have faith, and so I'm going to do something to make this thing happen. It's still a merit system, because when it happens, you're going to say, I did this, that's why it happened. Versus, let's look and see what Jesus has already made happen. Oh, wow, he's already healed me. That's done. I believe I'm already healed because of what he has done. And guess what's going to happen? 
Now I'm going to start speaking what I believe. And I'm not speaking it to try to make it happen. I'm speaking it because it's already happened. I'm not speaking it to try to get blessed. I'm speaking it because I'm already blessed. I'm not speaking it trying to get healed. I'm speaking it because I'm already healed. What happens? I have faith in what he has done. I believe it. And therefore I speak. But what have we been doing? Of works of the law, you speak it to try to get it. You speak it so that when it happens, you deserve it. And you feel like if I don't speak it, then I don't get it. And so you're having more faith in what you can do versus having faith in what Jesus has already done. My faith is a response to what he's already done. But what has happened is people tried to call it faith because of what they got to do to try to get it to happen. If I don't do this, then it won't happen. If I don't do that, then it won't happen. Listen, either Jesus finished the work or he didn't. Is the work finished or not? See, our attitude has been, yeah, he finished it, but I got to finish it. No, 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 it's finished. To see the manifestations of what God has promised us, all we need to do is believe him. Don't you let faith come off the field to have a rest. For as long as you are believing, and as long as you are alive, believe God. For a love gift of $45 or more, we would like to offer you the Law vs. Faith 5-Message Series. You are not cursed! You are blessed! Also, to help aid in building your faith, we have included the Daily Faith Confession CD. Once you have been redeemed by Christ, you've been delivered from a generational curse. I don't care what happened one generation ago, two generations ago, three generations ago, or four generations ago. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. You have moved from generational curses to generational blessings. Call or go online to order today. Low Dollar Ministries presents Real Ministry is when I can take what I have gone through and I can share it with you and hope that you can get something out of it to encourage you that if God can deliver him, then he can deliver me. And I'm telling you, the God of righteousness is at hand and he's waiting on you to believe that you are the righteousness of God. It's, it's a high, it's, it's, it's a thrill that it, it can be experienced. You're definitely going to get what you need. God's definitely going to meet you here. There's an elevation, there's an upgrade, there's an advance for the people of God. How do you know we got to lay hold of it and take it by faith? For me, I mean, I'm just sitting on the edge of my chair going, I want more, I want more, I want more. Join us in Trinidad and Tobago at the Hilton Trinidad Conference Center on January 31st and in Cleveland, Ohio at the Huntington Convention Center on March 6th. Call or go online to register today. I want you all to know that this broadcast is made available by people like you with a heart for the Lord and a sincere desire to help produce change in someone else's life. Your financial contributions to Creflo Dollar Ministries enable us to broadcast the message of God's grace all over the world. The testimonies that come in from people who watch these messages daily prove that this broadcast truly does change lives. It wouldn't be possible without people like you who faithfully sow financial seeds into this ministry. And for that, we say thank you and God bless you.
When you make financial donations to Creflo Dollar Ministries, those resources are distributed immediately where you requested. If you do not designate your contribution, rest assured it is used for one of our many outreach endeavors. We are eternally grateful for your faithful financial support. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. 